I'm moderator Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. All right. All right. I concede. I was wrong about the red wave. It's actually much bigger than I thought. It's high noon for Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. And the news erupted in the afternoon yesterday. After Trump tweeted out that he had approved of Emily Murphy at the GSA making available the resources to Joe Biden's pretend transition team to do the preliminary stuff, like set up the offices in the building and access funds, and really that's all. But the media and all of my dumbest acquaintances who voted for Biden, I can't call them friends because they're communists, texted me being like, oh my God, see, look at that, Trump's conceding. And I just wrote back, you're so dumb, like You have to stop texting me. You are now just embarrassing yourself because over and over and over again, every time they think that there's a new instance of Joe Biden winning and becoming officially the president elect, the rug gets pulled out from under them and maybe they just hit their head real hard on the way down to the to the marble floor. but they just get right back up and stand on the rug again. How many times does the media have to lie before you stop believing them? They have now declared the winner of the election four or five times officially. (laughs) Like now's the time. But the actual number in reality is still zero. Joe Biden is not the president-elect and will never be the president-elect. It actually is important to know what you're talking about before you talk. And I know that commies and maskies don't understand that because they believe that the thoughts they already have are the most important Things anyone possesses on the entire planet. Literally nothing matters to them more than the way they feel about the thing they just learned. And I do mean that they just learned it because these dummies go through a news article 
about subjects they've literally never read about or understood, like what the GSA does or what a presidential transition is or when a president becomes officially the president elect if his opponent hasn't conceded, which is the situation now. And they just take CNN's word for it. And then they move on without finding out if what they're reading is true. And you can't know if something you're reading is true unless you know all of the elements inside that article. And I'm sorry, it can't be easier. But this is how it is. So if you want to say that you're informed then you need to be informed about the whole thing or else you are just repeating the narrative. And I think that I make it generally clear that I don't want you to just believe my narrative either. Which is why I spend so much time, especially in the essays, telling you exactly where you can get all of the information that I use to form these narratives. The idea that these people continue coming at me, believing that they have something important to offer while knowing nothing other than how to repeat the central narrative is just so astounding to watch. At some point, I only pity them. And I beg them to stop texting me. I say, yo, man, you got to you really, really got to stop texting me about this stuff. Like, I know you think that you're dunking on me and slaying the dragon, but you're actually just making yourself look dumb and you're making me lose respect for you. And you're annoying me and wasting my time. It's odd that these people think that we're going to have some friendship after this. They don't understand when someone doesn't want anything to do with them because their whole life is centered around making themselves the person that other people will like. And that works really well in a place like Los Angeles because being liked is the only currency most of these people have. They're artistic dreams their little fairy dust cloud that they walk around in doesn't actually make them good people it doesn't make them interesting it doesn't make them trustworthy and they know that and they especially realize it once they find no success but even the ones that do find success still don't end up happy with it because it's always the same thing. It's always a show. It's a put on. It's a lie to everyone around you. Look how sensitive I am. I, I donated to this charity. What do you mean you don't support Bernie Sanders? You don't want poor people to have health care? Fucking idiots. It is all a show. It is projecting their reasonableness. They are enslaved to a false sense of decorum. All of the people like this, 
including the Republicans. What I'm talking about is not a party. It's a character trait. It's also a lack of character. But they all coalesce around the same views, generally speaking. Some of them may be pro-life and some pro-choice. So they allow the extremes to fight it out on the margins. Because why would they want to taint themselves getting down in the muck and trying to actually hash out an answer? They'll just bounce back and forth between two very comfortable ends of the political spectrum, which really doesn't encompass much of anything. And they'll profess their beliefs on an intellectual level, but never anything deeper because they don't actually believe it. Why don't they believe it? Because they don't really care. And you can tell they don't care because they can't describe anything they say they believe. We all know people like this. We all know people who are weak about their religious beliefs or they claim they're Christians without acting like it. Or Jewish, by the way, this isn't about one particular religion or I don't need to list the other religions. Fuck. Such an annoying habit we've all gotten into. Oh my God, I said Christian. I better say Muslim or else I'm racist. So, so, so stupid. How do we let ourselves get to this point? Everything is just going to embarrass us somehow. We are embarrassed of honesty. We're embarrassed of ourselves. Everything is just shame, shame, shame. Agree with us or you get the shame again. Fuck you and your shame. I don't care about any of this anymore. We are right because we're right. It's moral because it's moral. We don't need to live in this relativistic world where we pretend That subsuming an entire nation's free will and exercising it toward empowering communists is just someone else's opinion. Oh, you know, we could fight it out in the house race in two years. Go fuck yourself. This is a crime against humanity. It is a crime against society. It is a crime against culture. And we should all be mad about all of those things, especially in Hollywood. It is a crime against culture. Censorship is a crime against art. And the fact that so many people out here support it betrays the fact that they are not artists. You know, I really think it's important with my platform to really use my voice as an artist. Oh, really artist? You're the fourth lead on grace under fire. It's not important. Shush. Just settle down. 
and read a book. But remember, you got to shut up. You can do whatever you want, but the thing is, you got to shut up. No, you don't have to use your platform. No one needs to hear your dumb beliefs. Got to shut up. Use your platform whatever way you want, as long as you make sure to shut the fuck up and never, ever talk about politics ever again. Kami. And it's amazing. Like, how many times do they want to embarrass themselves? Like that Jamila Jamil character, I don't even know why she's famous or if she even is famous anywhere but social media, but, you know, she starts tweeting out about how Trump has conceded and now everything's okay. No, dummy. You just told everyone you're a fucking fool again. You got no closer to seeing Joe Biden in the White House. Zero percent closer. And I was talking yesterday about directional knowledge. And you might think, wait, the directional knowledge just changed because Trump really did allow the GSA to do that. Yes. But that was because the woman was being harassed and getting messages about killing her pets. Trump was never delaying her. She made it quite clear in her letter, which all of these people could have read seconds later if they cared. But of course, they didn't care. In her actual letter, Emily Murphy wrote to Joe Biden the following, and I'm going to read a couple passages. This is from Catherine Herridge of CBS News, who posted this within minutes of Trump's tweets announcing this. So the end of the first paragraph, she says, I take this role seriously. And because of recent developments involving legal challenges and certifications of election results, I'm transmitting this letter today to make those resources and services available to you. She goes on, please know that I came to my decision independently based on the law and available facts. I was never directly or indirectly pressured by any executive branch official, including those who work at the White House or GSA with regard to the substance or timing of my decision. To be clear, I did not receive any direction to delay my determination. I did, however, receive threats online by phone and by mail directed at my safety, my family, my staff, and even my pets in an effort to coerce me into making this determination prematurely. Contrary to media reports and insinuations, my decision was not made out of fear of favoritism. Instead, I strongly believe that the statute requires that the GSA administrator ascertain, not impose the apparent president elect. Unfortunately, the statute provides no procedures or standards for this process. GSA does not dictate the outcome of legal disputes and recounts, nor does it determine whether such proceedings are reasonable or justified. As you know, the GSA administrator does not pick or certify the winner of a presidential election. Instead, the GSA administrator's role under the act is extremely narrow to make resources and services available in connection with a presidential transition. As stated, 
Because of recent developments involving legal challenges and certifications of election results, I have determined that you may access the post-election resources and services described in Section 3 of the Act upon request. The actual winner of the presidential election will be determined by the electoral process detailed in the Constitution. Her second to last sentence of the letter says, I remind you that Section 6 of the Act imposes reporting requirements on you as a condition for receiving services and funds from GSA. Now, that sentence is critically important because that means that Joe Biden has to start making disclosures to be able to access these funds. In addition, Trump publicizing this and approving this now takes away a narrative aspect of the left when they complain that Donald Trump is delaying the peaceful transition of power. It is now quite clear that he is not doing that, so now they can't say it anymore. And that actually hurts them because their goal was to paint Donald Trump as an authoritarian who was going to seize office in an illegitimate coup, when in fact, that is what they are doing and have been doing for five years, by the way. And if you don't know how that happened, that means you haven't listened to my episode with Amanda Milius or watched her great documentary, both of which you should do. But what are they going to say about Trump now? What is he delaying now? They can't say that anymore. And so if Biden delays at all on any of this reporting, what does that tell you in a rooted way? Are they just being lazy? It's coincidental, maybe connected, maybe not. Correlation does not imply causation. But in the evening yesterday, what came out online? Well, the Hunter Biden docs from Hunter Biden's laptop. And it's extensive. You can read about all sorts of corruption and deals with China. Isn't that exciting? You see, Joe Biden's actually a criminal and a traitor to the country. And I said it before the election. The maskies and commies listen. No, they didn't. But it doesn't make it less true. The funny thing is that a polling group called the Media Research Center did a poll on whether or not Biden voters in swing states would have changed their vote to Trump if they had been made aware of the various Biden scandals like Tara Reid and his spectacular corruption. 17% would have changed their vote to Donald Trump had they known what the media suppressed. Isn't that incredible? 17%. Now, if we're to believe Joe Biden's vote total, which I don't believe at all, 
17% of 80 million is, I'm typing for an answer. I'm not going to actually type and look it up. It's something around 15 million votes. I might even try to be more accurate and guess between 14 and 15. But you can check my math. That's a whole lot of people that were straight up lied to by the media. And were forced by that dishonesty to make a crucial decision incorrectly. Isn't that interesting? And here's something to think about. What if Joe Biden had been involved with Dominion before this election? Hmm. Let's see. Well, he was in government for 47 years. Dominion's been used in the country for quite a while. Donald Trump, with way more knowledge than we have, believes that votes were switched from Mitt Romney to Barack Obama in 2012. Yeah, man, I wonder if the most corrupt politician in American history who's been around for 47 years might have known something about Dominion. Huh. Well, it's a mystery. Not long after Trump's tweets about the GSA, he followed up saying, what does GSA being allowed to preliminarily work with the Dems have to do with continuing to pursue our various cases on what will go down as the most corrupt election in American political history? We are moving full speed ahead. We'll never concede to fake ballots and quote unquote dominion. Does that sound like Donald Trump conceded the election? Of course not. So why did the media tell you that? Narrative control pushing back against directional knowledge. That's it. A friend of mine was texting me this morning about the Los Angeles restaurant shutdown. Because Gavin has decided to lock us down again. And the rumor is that after Black Friday weekend, he's going to shut down retail too. And of course, I don't mean big box retail or online retail. I mean actual stores who are trying to keep their businesses open during the Christmas season. Now, obviously, this hasn't happened yet, but if it does happen, everyone should know what is happening. They are not trying to save lives. They are trying to destroy businesses. Now, why would they try to destroy businesses, you might say? That's crazy. Is it crazy? Why would they try to destroy brick-and-mortar businesses and restaurants? Do you think real estate values might have something to do with that? They could. But they just also don't want people seeing other people and interacting with other people. 
because face to face, it's a lot harder to be angry on the internet and face to face. People might tell you that you're wrong, or you might see for yourself that going about your life is not in fact dangerous, which is why they've made it so hard to go about your life. Cases surge. Oh no cases. Oh no. You showed me numbers on a screen. Now I'm horrified. How is everyone so pathetic? And I'm sorry if that sounds like I'm insulting people who are scared of COVID, but I am insulting them because they are pathetic. And it may not be a product of their own weak character, but it certainly is a product of the weakening of their character through culture. And now their character is weak and I'm sorry. But there was a price on telling little leaguers that everyone wins. If you are scared of COVID, stay home. And if you need to stay home forever, stay home forever. You can duck out of society. You can duck out of trying to live. The rest of us would like to live our fucking lives. The idea that somehow your fear can be repainted as charity or kindness or self-sacrifice is so wholly morally bankrupt and intellectually dishonest. I don't even know where to start with these people. Hundreds of millions of people in this world have been pushed into extreme poverty, not because of COVID, because of lockdowns. Children, mostly disadvantaged children in urban communities will never go back to school. It was something like 40% in June. Never go back to school. You think they're going to care about free college? You fucking commies. They stopped going to school because of remote learning and they are never coming back ever. Those kids are high school dropouts now. You fucking commies and maskies. You did this. Own it. That's the worst part. They do this. They don't take responsibility for it. And then they try to shift blame onto anyone that says they're wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, if you guys had just masked up earlier, this wouldn't have happened. If Donald Trump had had a national strategy, this wouldn't have happened. Really? Can I quiz you on those views? Because I would love to quiz you. I would love it if any maskier comedy just lets me quiz them. Publicly. We don't even have to debate. I'll just quiz you. And I'll start with, what happened to Michael Flynn? Because I always start there because it's a great fucking place to start. But here's a good question just for maskies. What's the infection fatality rate of the coronavirus, according to the CDC? Oh, yeah, it's like 3%. No, it's less than one-tenth of that, you fucking commie masky. It's not even close to that. One to two out of a thousand people 
who catch coronavirus could die from it. But it's probably less than that because the numbers are wrong and we know it. And guess which direction the numbers are wrong in? They're too high. You know how we know that? Because every reason that they gave to say they're too low has proven false in the world. Like excess death, where is it? Is it coming in the second wave? Is it coming in the second wave? No, no, it's not coming in the second wave. Of course not. Here's a quiz question. Where's your study that masks work? You fucking masky? I'm sure you have that because you care about the science and the data, right? You care about what the experts say. Ask an expert. Let me quiz an expert. I would love to quiz an expert. Somebody send me a masky expert and I will just quiz the shit out of them. I'll be like, hey, expert, would you like to take a quiz, little buddy? How about it? You can quiz me after. Are you going to catch me on something I didn't think about? Maybe, but probably not because you're an expert, which means you know about one thing. And that thing is saying whatever they pay you to say. You fucking commie. Masky. Let me quiz a masky. Everybody, let me quiz a masky. Someone let me quiz a masky, please. It's all I want. All I want in the world is to quiz a masky. Just let me quiz a masky. Feel like the the Hurley boy. Remember that sketch on Saturday Night Live? Hopefully enough of you are Gen X to remember that. And if you're not, look up the Hurley boy. It's Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. And it's fucking fantastic because Chris Farley is basically uh, doing a commercial for Adam Sandler, trying to make it so that Adam Sandler can do chores for you and whatever. I think I've probably over explained it now. Just watch it. The Herlihy boy spelled like Herlihy. Don't you know? H-E-R-L-I-H-Y, I believe. Now, just like COVID, the directional knowledge goes one way. So have faith in that way because reality is moving towards you, not away from you. Reality is moving away from commies and maskies. And of course it is. That's why they're so insane. That's why when they face information that disagrees with them, they don't dig deeper and try to understand it so they can react. They censor it and scream at you if you have the temerity to say it. That is what they do. It is only shame. I don't know how we all got bullied, myself included for a time. To be silent in the face of what we know is wrong. That is how atrocities happen. I'm not the one who came up with that notion. You see atrocity. You see who these people are. 
They talk about compiling lists and sending people to re-education camps. You think it's not possible? Look what they're doing. Qantas Airlines. I think that's how you say it. It doesn't have a QU. It's only a QA. What the fuck is that? Australians. But I think it's Qantas. But they decided that they were going to have a vaccine passport to be able to travel on Qantas. Qantas Airlines. Countess Airlines. I'm just trying to make myself not say cunt. Oh, God damn it. Now I did it. This show is going to get an E for explicit lyrics. They want a vaccine passport. And maskies and commies will comply. They'll be like, well, you know, I really don't think I need the vaccine, but I do need to go to Tulum. So it's worth it. These people have no spines. We do not get the world we want without standing up for that world. We have had it so easy. And I'm not talking about individual people. I know everybody has their hardships. But as a country, we have had it easy for a very long time. Wars are not fought on our soil. Our economy is the best in the world. We have freedom. If our family has been in this country for generations, there's a great likelihood that we were given more privilege on, you know, the dum-dums terms, that kind of privilege, than basically anyone in the world. If you are listening to this on a device made in suicide factories in China, as I do, understand that you are already basically in the, the top 1% of the world. We have had it easy. Other generations had to protect this country. Now it is up to us to do the same. Is it a physical war? Hopefully not. It is an information war and it is a spiritual war. And I don't mean that in the religious sense. I mean, how strong is your spirit? Can you tolerate the anxiety, the small bouts of depression? Can you see through the doubt? Can you have faith in what you know to be right? That is the fight we are all tasked with right now. There is an information war. The spiritual war is unavoidable. The only avoidance of the spiritual war is to submit. And I will not submit. And if you guys will, that's on you. But I'm not submitting. I'm not conceding shit. And the information war can be fought by other people if that's not your thing. I like the information war. I think it's fucking fun. Because I'm crazy. But there are a whole lot of people out there doing a whole lot of research on your behalf.
And that research is what allows us to push back against the central narrative. That research is what allows us to connect to reality, because when a moment comes up like yesterday, where everybody freaks out thinking that Biden won again, our research, our patience, and our faith allows us the space mentally to say, yeah, that's not true. And then we carry on and we fight harder and they burn themselves out again. There is no losing for us. You need to understand that. If you find yourself going again and again and again and looking at numbers and reading articles about court cases that the Trump campaign lost, even though it's not the campaign losing them. You're participating in your own discomfort and your own downfall eventually. You don't need bad information and you don't need to believe your stupidest friends. And if they go and text you trying to throw something in your face, understand that those are not good people. They're dumb and they're trying to be mean. If they were giving you factual information, they would simply say, hey, did you see this? Isn't this like a big deal for you? And then I would be like, uh, no, that's not how this works. And then I would have a polite conversation with those people. But that's not what they're doing. They're trying to throw something in your face. And it's usually a headline about a subject they don't understand. You do not need to keep attempting to hold on to these people or cowering before them thinking, oh, you know what? This person's going to talk shit about me behind my back and then I'm not going to get any jobs and people won't like me. If that's what you think about that person already, if you know they're the type of person who would do that, that isn't your friend. And the moment you realize that will be the moment you start feeling better about all of this. And not until then, these people aren't your friends. And to be clear, I'm not saying that you can never be friends in the future or that these people can never be redeemed. But they have to connect to reality first. Otherwise, they are distorting your reality, which is the real reality for fuck's sake. And if you doubt that, just look at how many forces are all aligned, spreading the same bullshit narrative and know why they're doing it. And that's it. That's all you need to know that you are right. One man fighting against the entire world does not indicate that the entire world is right. It indicates that that man is constantly under attack because he is a threat to them, period. And so are we. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. 
Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com. Or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!